Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday, the 27th of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with the scores on the doors. And, of course, it was a big night last night in the U.S. with Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell announcing a pretty much the laydown down of 25 basis points for the Fed rise, uh, taking it up to five and a quarter, five and a half percent there, which is the highest it has been for 22 years, I think it is. The Dow, though, are managing another 13 days on the trot, the most days on the trot. I did think yesterday it was historic in terms of it never been done before, record, but it's only a record since 1987. What a fine year that was. The Dow Jones closed up 82 points or 0.23%, 35,520, just keeps grinding higher. You do get the feeling that maybe now they're 13. That could be the unlucky number. We may see a little bit of a slip tomorrow, but we shall wait and see. The Dow had a high of 196 up and a low of 132 down. The Nasdaq was down 17 points or 0.12%. However, we did get Meta out after hours, which had a good run around 7% higher after hours on a pretty optimistic outlook forecast from the Zuck. So uh, maybe we'll see that reflected in Dow Futures at the moment, which we've currently we've got Dow Futures down 62 points. So that's certainly not being reflected in those futures. Let's have a look at the NASDAQ futures when they come up just a second on CNBC. They are up 32 points. So it looks like uh, the 17-point fall in NASDAQ is being retrieved by the futures market. The S&P 500 as always, in the middle for diddle, pretty much unchanged, to be honest. 45.67 down a point, 0.02%. We did see the VIX volatility index fall 4.8% to 13.19. Hardly a surprise, given the lack of volatility on the back of Jerome Powell's pronouncement and following the news reports as well. And, of course, that media conference. We had the ASX by futures down a whole point. We did have a good day yesterday, up 62 points for the ASX, up 0.85% to 74.02, just slightly above there. The resources, once again, piling on the numbers up 1.7%, led by the iron ore stocks. Um, We may not get the same today, so we'll wait and see. Banks also did well yesterday, and we do have the Macquarie AGM statement out as well this morning, and we'll be looking at more at that as the day progresses. In terms of European markets, the stock 600 fell 0.5%, the FTSE fell 0.2%, Germany down 0.5%, and France down 1.4%. Lots of results coming out of Europe as well last night. Unicredit, Deutsche Bank, uh, and Santander, and of course that uh, resignation of the CEO of NatWest as well on the back of the Nigel Farage. Farage. Uh, anyway, 
We are looking at US stocks. NVIDIA down 0.5. AMD down 2.6. Netflix down 1.2. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, at 1.4. And as I say, results after hours pushing ahead there as well, up 7%. Tesla down 0.4. Amazon down 0.8. Alphabetty Spaghetti down 0.8 of a percent as well. And we had Microsoft falling 3.8%, which was where the Dow drag was. Apple Dow was actually up 0.5. Intel up 0.8 of a percent. US banks uh, slightly higher, I guess, on balance. JP Morgan up 0.6. Bank of America up 0.8. Wells Fargo up 2.1. Goldman's up 0.8. Morgan Stanley, though, uh, was down 0.9 of a percent there. UBS in Europe was up half a percent. Barclays up 0.3. And uh, Deutsche up 1.4. NatWest was down 1.9% on the news. The CEO had been forced to resign. The British government is the biggest shareholder in NatWest. 39%. Still that hangover from the GFC, which was 14, 15 years ago. All right. Well, looking at some of the stuff that happened in the US last night, we did see uh, the FOMC meeting, of course, the Federal Reserve hiking rates to five and a quarter to five and a half, as expected. Unanimous vote by the FOMC. We now have eight weeks until the next meeting. Isn't it surprising how the US market has rallied and continued to rally in the two-week blackout period that we've seen when the Fed heads don't get out and about to confuse the market? We now have eight weeks where they can get out and about. Well, I guess six weeks till they can get out and about and confuse the market. We also have Jackson Hole Uh, The big central bank symposium at the end of August, which is going to be interesting. It has been uh, a bit of a pivot point in the past. So that certainly uh, is going to be the focal point there as far as the U.S. goes. Uh, We did see in the U.S. financials, industrials, real estate, tech and consumer non-cyclicals, the best of the bunch. Basic materials, not so good there today. As far as uh, commodities go last night, let's have a little look and a run through there. Brent crude down 0.4 of a percent. Oil in WTI terms down 0.8 of a percent, 65 cents to 78.96. The gold price slightly higher, $7.50.4 of a percent higher. Platinum down 0.15. Silver up 0.9. Looking at the base metals, copper down 0.6. Nickel down 4.2%. Remember, it was up 5.5% yesterday. Does tend to move around quite a lot, that old nickel price. Aluminium down 1.2. Zinc down 0.5. Lead down 1.4. And ton up 0.8 of a percent. Iron ore better in Asian trade, 0.15% better. Dalian iron ore futures up 0.4. Coal well, not such a merry old soul. Down nearly 5%. So that's going to queer the coal pitch. And we also have lithium falling again, down 2.4% in um, China on our miners overseas. Let's have a little look. BHP was down 1.7% on the back of the ADR listing. Rio, numbers out last night after the market, disappointing on a number of fronts, disappointing on the dividend, disappointing on the earnings. The stock fell 2.7%. I'm on CNBC later today, 10.40, talking about Rio in a little more detail. So tune in to CNBC if you get the chance. 
Glencore down 2.6%, Freeport McMoran down 0.6%, Vale down 0.4%, Anglo down 2.2%, Sigma Lithium up 0.3%, Arbomile down 1.2%, and Livent, which of course is in merger discussions with Arbomile, down 1.6% there as well. As I say, our SPY futures down a whole point today. In terms of news around this morning, let's have a little look and see what we've got around this morning. We don't have a huge amount. We do have uh, the, uh, let's have a little look, Meta beating expectations. Obviously the big, uh, the, the big one. But Macquarie citing weak trading conditions for lower profit. This is important. Uh, recorded a capital surplus of $10.8 billion. So its annuity-style business, Macquarie Asset Management and Banking and Financial Services posted a combined one first quarter 24 net profit com- contribution substantially down on one quarter 23, primarily due to lower investment-related income from green energy investments in MAM. It's also said its banking and financial services contribution was significantly up. <coughs> oh, excuse me. On the prior corresponding period, driven by growth in loan portfolio and deposits with improved margins. But unfortunately, that is probably not the biggest part of the bank. And as a result, uh, we'll wait and see what happens with Macquarie. But um, certainly it is guiding. Let's have a look. Guiding Q1 operating group contributions substantially down year on year. It's uh, commodities and global markets and Macquarie Capital. Uh, combined net profit contribution was substantially down year on year, something we talked about in the newsletter, uh, the Nick O'Kane factor, who has been a massive contribution to Macquarie's growth in the last few years. That commodities and global markets division, which he runs, and and Macquarie Capital, net profit was substantially down year on year. So it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts to that. In other news this morning, Regis Resources has confirmed FY23 gold production 45, uh, 45, 8.4 thousand ounces, 458.4 thousand ounces. Uh, we do have all in sustaining cost guidance of 199.5 to 2,315 dollars Aussie an ounce. And uh, we also have um, other news out this morning from, let's have a little look, Samfire Resources has reported Q4 copper production. 17.5 thousand tons. The market was going for 20 and a half thousand tons. So not a good number there. It uh, looks like the gold production was down and uh, everything else looks pretty much in line. Guides uh, to um, preliminary revenue 784 versus the market consensus of 813. So maybe not such good news there. EM Medical Devices has reported all three clinical trial sites now enrolling. Adriatic Metals, uh, been a big winner recently, has updated the Rupees MRE, that's the Mineral Resource Estimate, to 21.1 million tonnes at 160, let's get this straight, 156 grams a tonne of silver, 1.2 grams a tonne of gold, 4.3% zinc, 2.8% lead, and 0.4% copper. This is a polymetallic deposit in Bosnia-Herzegovina. So uh, that is, uh, uh, I suspect, a little bit of an upgrade there for them. In other news, AAC, Australian Agriculture, is seeking legal advice on insider trading allegations against uh, billionaire, uh, British billionaire Joe Lewis, who also op- 
owns the Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. So that is interesting there on that one. Uh, in other news, JP Morgan sees gold charging to records in 2024 ahead of a recession. Well, let's face it, these guys haven't been doing too well on their forecasts in many things. So not sure I'd be uh, believing too many forecasts on that gold price as yet. We also saw this morning a contender for the Harry Kane uh, in the Regal Partners has made a uh, takeover offer for Pacific Capital, PAC. It's a little complicated, uh, cash and shares in GQG, so it does make it a little complicated, but Phil King still ever on the acquisition trail of his rivals, so that'll be interesting to watch that one. It may take platinum off Phil King's menu, though. We also have some news out this morning. I guess it's not news. Uh, there is still some uh, sluggish takeover talk happening with InvoCare as uh, the price seems to be the sticking point for TPG at the moment. So um, that is uh, still in the wind to some extent. Finally, a little bit of uh, outlying news. Medibank has announced changes to executive team. Uh, so um, that is interesting. Uh, it has removed Rod. Uh, has moved Rod Deeming to look after digital and ventures footprints and created a new data and technology role. That's of course after the big data hack that we saw uh, this year. And uh, Insignia has boosted funds under management, increased 1.3% to 295 billion according to its latest quarterly update. Said it reached its net inflows target of 667 million for the financial 20 year 23. So that is good news there. All right, well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to catch up with what's happening in Rio, I am talking on CNBC at 10.40 about the Rio uh, result in a little more detail. So I've got to get my head around that and read some of the research and form an opinion on the back of that. In the meantime, have a great day, of course. Uh, And as always, may the trading gods be with you. 